KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, December 2nd. The newest coronavirus variant shows up in California. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Scientists at UC San Diego have been monitoring wastewater from dorms and other buildings for months now for evidence of COVID-19. And UC San Diego professor Dr. Luis Lawrence says they're now keeping a close eye out for the Omicron variant. What's different is um, what we look for in the results. Um, And so, for example, um, the Omicron variant has a deletion in the spike protein gene. If COVID or any of its variants show up, people in the building where it came from are asked to take a nasal swab test. Dr. Lawrence says this method has proven very effective in staying ahead of infections. The first case of Omicron in the U.S. was detected in California, and we'll have more on that just after the headlines. In response to this new variant, San Diego County health officials are urging people to continue to follow existing public health guidance. Many California water agencies won't be getting any of the water supplies they've requested from the state heading into 2022, beyond what's needed for critical health and safety. That's according to an announcement from the Department of Water Resources on Wednesday. It's the earliest date that the department has issued a 0% water allocation. State water officials also warned that mandatory water restrictions could be coming. The price of gas is finally going down a little bit. Today, the price of a gallon of gas is down four-tenths of a cent, leaving the average price at $4.65. Prices started dropping on Tuesday following a 19-day streak of price hikes. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. The first case of Omicron variant in the United States was detected in California, and state officials are urging people who haven't been vaccinated yet to get the shot. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. The case was detected in a San Francisco resident who traveled from South Africa in late November and later developed symptoms. Sequencing revealed it was the contagious variant that's surfacing across the globe and prompting concern during the holiday season. We are not surprised by this. This was predictable. This was predicted. Governor Gavin Newsom said the state's robust testing system caught the variant. For now, he doesn't believe Omicron will force school or business closures. None of us want to see that happen. I certainly don't want to see that happen. And I see no indication at this moment whatsoever that that's in our immediate future as long as we continue our nation-leading efforts. California currently has one of the lowest case rates in the nation, but Newsom and health officials encourage vaccination and mask wearing as winter gatherings ramp up. And that was CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon.
Cases of coronavirus in animals are popping up at zoos across the country. Last month, three snow leopards died from complications at a Nebraska zoo. But not every animal is at risk. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman went to the San Diego Zoo to find out how the virus impacts animals and how they're being protected. Dr. Nadine Lamberski is Chief Conservation and Wildlife Health Officer at the San Diego Zoo. She's been leading efforts to protect animals from the same virus that's killed millions of humans. Carnivores, particularly cats, big cats and um, primates, are extremely susceptible to this virus. Between the zoo's main location and their safari park, over 20 cases have been confirmed in animals. Lamberski says sick animals have symptoms that are similar to humans. Some are lethargic, some develop a cough, some develop a fever, but we're very fortunate that all of, of the wildlife in our care that have contracted the virus have, have fully recovered. Since the beginning of the year, around 260 animals, including tigers, leopards, gorillas, baboons, and hyenas have all been vaccinated. And that was KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, many people are finding it difficult to have their own basic food needs met. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez shares some startling statistics about local community college students and efforts to keep them clothed and fed, especially around the holidays. Sounds of a food drive in action. Hunger is on the move among California's community college students. The state confirms half of them, 50%, don't have the money or resources to buy enough food. I have some more mashed potatoes up here. 18-year-old C.J. Pollock is a freshman at San Diego Mesa College. He moved here from San Jose with plans to keep playing soccer and begin his education toward a career in civil engineering. Just before Thanksgiving, he joined hundreds of fellow students lined up in their cars in one of Mesa's parking garages. This is the third annual Pack the Pantry Food Drive, a community collaboration between the college, the San Diego Food Bank, and California Coast Credit Union, established by teachers in 1929 to improve education. Never expecting in 2021, students would be going hungry. Christine Lee speaks for CalCoast. That's a problem because what happens is these students have the potential of you know, dropping a class, missing class, or you know, even not achieving their academics to the potential that they normally might. CJ is grateful to be able to fill up his car with so many cans and boxes. This helps me because then I don't have to go grocery shopping and then I can also afford rent. This is like, it's a lot of food and it's like gonna help me in the long run so that way I'm able to to eat. Mesa College also hosted an early Thanksgiving dinner for students who could use an extra meal. Hunger insecurity is happening on four-year university campuses too. The University of California reports 44% of its students often go hungry and 14% of them don't have stable housing. That percentage is even higher for community college students. Do you live uh, in apartment student housing? No, I'm currently homeless. Oh, you are? Yeah. 
Alex Montez represents one of those statistics, and he is determined to turn it into his success story. He's an immigrant from Colombia, trying to find housing through the San Diego LGBT Community Center. At the moment, he uses Mesa College's Basic Needs Resource Center, called The Stand, where there is donated clothing and food. It helps me a lot because my budget is really, really limited, so I'm constantly hungry. <laughs> Johanna Alaman is the Stand coordinator who also comforts students when they need it most. They don't have anybody who cares, anybody who will help them. And so listening to those stories can get emotionally overwhelming, but we do everything we can. And most of them leave feeling at least that the college loves them. So on this side, we have all your canned food goods. At Cal State San Marcos, they've packed a new pantry. The ribbon was just cut on the school student cougar pantry, which is now 1,200 square feet, filled with food, both non-perishable and frozen. There are diapers and hygiene products for struggling students who are also parents, all provided by Feeding San Diego, the San Diego Food Bank, and local grocery stores as another solution to the problem. Alondra Gutierrez is the pantry coordinator. Having access to a meal or, you know, ingredients that can put together a meal, that way you're not stressing over having to worry about what to eat. Well, on top of that, having to worry about different stressors that come from being a student. That's food for thought as back at Mesa College, Alex Montez begins an education for his future career. Probably develop or help develop some of the new generation of bionic arms and limbs. That's probably what I want to achieve. Food feeds students while nourishing their dream. And that was KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. Coming up, California has rules to protect outdoor workers from wildfire smoke, but they're almost never enforced. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. California rules meant to protect outdoor workers from the dangers of wildfire smoke are almost never enforced. That's the finding of an investigation by KQED and the California Newsroom. Farida Javala Romero has the latest in an ongoing series called Dangerous Air. By KQED and the California Newsroom. The official who was in charge of enforcement at Cal OSHA just got a bigger job as head of federal OSHA. Senators will each have five minutes for a round of questions. Before we begin... During his Senate confirmation hearing this spring, Doug Parker told lawmakers a top priority is to enforce worker safety laws. And then we also have to be able to deliver the goods once those uh, workers uh, have the trust in us to come forward. He declined to speak with KQED and directed us to Dan Lucido, who's now the acting chief of Cal OSHA. We are a leader in providing worker protection, including against smoke. Do you really believe that there's only 11 violations of this law over two years? So first of all, we can only respond to complaints that are issued. And 
in in all of the cases where we responded and found evidence of a violation, we issued a citation. Back in the field in Fresno, the worker says he didn't know about the rule, so he couldn't complain about not getting the required protections. His employer never told him how to stay safe on smoky days, he says. Other farm workers I talked to said the same thing. And that's something the rule says employers must also do in a language workers understand. Cantu Ag Management employs workers in this field. So I we already um, sent over your email to our attorney, so he is the one that's going to be responding. Angie Garcia works at Cantu Ag Management. I contacted her after sending a request for comment. We provide everything necessary for them to, you know, use while they're working. Later, the attorney told KQED the company is in compliance with the smoke safety rules, but declined to provide any evidence. What's really needed, advocates and state lawmakers say, are strike teams of Kalosha inspectors in the fields on smoky days. But a bill to do just that was gutted in the state legislature earlier this year after Governor Gavin Newsom's administration opposed it. In Fresno, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Join us tomorrow when Farida will have more on that reform proposal and the pushback from the Newsom administration. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.